sometimes I wonder why I'm just so blessed. No bite, bite. Like, God really just keep on blessing me, and it's not fair to you, ho. Nigga, what the fuck do I look like? I walk in a park, bitch? You gotta pay for this. Take your fucking drawers off, nigga. No bite, bite, bite. Diamonds Dosage Podcast, and today I am so excited. I am sitting with a special guest, an Emmy award-winning guest, Robert Richard. Um, you may world. how you guys doing? Day. <laughs> uh, you may know him from Cousin Skeeter, but my favorite is One on One. Robert, do you want to introduce yourself a little more? What's going on, world? How you guys doing out there? Uh, everybody at home, everybody listening. Some of the people in their automobiles and their cars listening on their phones <laughs> to say what's up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much for having me, though. No, seriously. thank you so yeah. much for being here. I'm really it's grateful. A blessing. It's a blessing. Let's actually just jump right into it today. Um, so the topic today is lust, and I feel like Robert can give me a little insight on lust and what it mean, what it looks like in men versus women. Um, I think that lust is something that is temporary. Um, something that men, if you're single, if you're married, like it never goes away. It's like this inner dog in, in a man and they always want something like it's a beast. It's an animal. Um, do you, what is lust to you? What does it look like to you? So let's start from the beginning. So, so lust is one of the seven deadly. Oh, come right? on. Yes. Right. So it's gluttony, yes. it's sloth, it's lust, it's wrath, it's envy. Mm-hmm. And there's two other ones. Um, I can't think of them right now. Mm-hmm. Help me out at home. If you guys are at home, you have another the two. So I think that, you know, it really comes from, like, sins of the flesh, right? Ooh, yes, that the flesh the, versus the spirit. Right, right, which is of the earth, right? So that, that burning desire uh-huh. is something that is carnal. It's really in all of us. Yes. And it's really, you know, kind of a test about, like, where can you align what you're supposed to do yes. and what you want to do. Yes. Right? Do you think it's more present in men than it is in women? Um... You know, it's crazy. I, I think that that the way that the world has been shaped and society mm-hmm. has been shaped, it's okay for us to be vocal about it. Yes. Right. So in our community, we see it like in the rap songs. Right. Too, I think it's a hypersexuality thing, too. Right, right. But I think it burns harder on women. Hold on. You had me in much. the first quarter. No. But no. I'm trying to figure out why do you think that it burns more in women than men? Because... In my interaction with women, it's like there's that line that you can cross where a woman will be lustful. So it's like, she's like, I won't do it, I won't do it, I won't do it, I won't do it. And then uh-huh. you push her over the and edge. And she does and it. she does it. And it goes like. <laughs> so I think that's why it burns. You, you guys have a stronger cap Yes, on yes, yes. You know, um, I think women have more self-control than men, to be honest. I think men are visual. And, like, when something looks good to a man, he wants it. Like, and it's this. It's this burning sensation, like you said, like when something looks visually good to a man, when it's right. pleasing to a man, he wants it. But a woman knows, like if she's in a relationship, she thinks about it. I feel like men don't have that. They don't take that second to think. You know what I mean? Right, like right, that right. lust more is impul- just impulsive. more impulsive, more impulsive. Do you think that it's an age thing or do you think that like men that are 50 and married still have this impulsiveness? I think that, you know, uh, 
in certain ways that like we as men kind of think being a man is allowing yourself to be lustful. Right. Is right. it because you've been conditioned that way though? Uh, it could be it could be a little bit colloquial. It could be a little bit thing of that. Come on, that's, vocabulary. That's like you know what we've seen and what's in our community, what's accepted as being like masculine. Right, um, right. You know, even just from a simple like, if you watch music videos, mm-hmm. like even cat calling. Yes, you know what I'm saying it's like yes. you see a girl walking down the street and you're like, hey, girl, what's going on? What's up, mom? You know what I'm saying? It's like and then like go like get yes. her. But then also it's like, does a woman want to be prey? Like, do you Absolutely be- not. Okay. Tell me Absolutely about that. not. Like, women actually despise catcalling because I feel like it's so disrespectful to a woman to be like, hey, you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's disrespectful to a woman because that's not her name, number one. And that's not how you approach a woman, a lady that you're potentially trying to, you know, date or whatever. So my, my question for you is this. Mm-hmm. What is it that allows that to switch, though? Like, a guy can call after you uh-huh. but then still get your number. Like, he might have came at you incorrect on uh-huh. the jump. A lot he- of women, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of women give their number out because they're afraid. Because uh, a, lot of, a lot of things that's happening in this society, I feel like a lot of men, they fear rejection. And once they fear rejection, they become a little angry. And a lot of these men, their ego is fragile. So it's like a lot of women just do that to protect themselves. And a lot of women just are fearful. That's smart, actually. It is very smart. It's definitely a survival a skill. That, no, they don't because they continue to do it. And it's like, stop. Right, Especially right. at the gas stations. Can you're y'all like, please stop? I'll just give them my number, then I'll just block And I'll them. just exact. Later. Them. Later. Yes. But I don't think that um, lust is something that's just um, only something that's sexual. I think men have this lust after status and cars, wealth, and all of those things. I don't think it's super present in women like it is in men. I think that it, men's ego is just... <clears throat> do you think that that's immature, that's trivial? Yes, I do. And like you said earlier, I think that it's something that's the flesh versus the spirit. And I feel like it, as you get more inclined with yourself and you do the self-reflection and you become more spiritual, I think that lust for those things will go away. Do you get mad at men, like, that lust after you? Yes. Why because I feel like it... Hold on, what's going on? Yeah, put that real quick. <laughs> you ready That's for me? <laughs> um, what was the question? Yeah, no... <laughs> I said, do you get do you get mad? Yes, because I feel like that's not where I'm at, like mentally. So it's like I know when a man is lusting after something. I know when a man is just acting out of his flesh. I know when he's not acting out of his spirit. Um, I know when he just wants instant gratification. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and and that's how I see lust. I see lust as something that's instant gratification because I don't see lust as infatuation or I don't see it as love at all. Like I think lust is something that's so temporary and a lot of a lot of decisions are made out of lust. Right. So so what about like you said instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So like the adverse of that would be like delayed, delayed gratification. gratification. Yes. And so we all know that delayed gratification one it bears more fruit. Yes. Right. Yes. The patience is a virtue. Absolutely. Yes. Right. And it's something that can be taken. It can't be taken away as easily because you earned it. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you think that you can become mature enough to start focusing on delayed gratification? We live in this world. Where I everything think is like Uber. Yes. Eats, yes. Uh, Instagram. Like, like you the know convenience I mean? of everything. It's like. The convenience of everything, like even with sex, like you can get sex conveniently these days as well. I think that it takes a lot of self-reflection and like knowing what you want. And I think in knowing who you are too, um, 
that will delay the gratification because you're going after all of these things and it's like you're I feel like you're trying to fill a void. I think lust is filling a void. Mm. And once you delay the gratification, you can really sit with yourself and figure out like, wait, is this really for me? Like is this really what I want? Like I think that takes a lot of praying and like self reflection. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you lust? Um you know, sometimes I know. Like sometimes <laughs> I do lust because I'm still a human. I think it's a battle. I think it's a battle, but I think it's more a battle for men mm. than it is for yeah, women. I, I, I think you guys have more control over. It. So where do you go get sex? Like, <laughs> no, I was straight up question. Like where do you like when you want to get sex? Is that like I'm gonna go you know, look hot and go out on the street? <laughs> I'm gonna go get on this Tinder. It's app like real I'm gonna quick, call one of these men. Then, I'm gonna call my ex boyfriend. Where do you? No, no, get nothing sex? in the past, baby. I'm where, do you, where, where do you go get sex? If I'm dealing with somebody, then that's who I have sex with. Mm-hmm. I don't just be like calling down my, you know what I mean? Like a right. lot, I feel like men do that. Like y'all just be like, you know what? I need to bust a nut. Let me call somebody. Yeah, get through the phone. And that's lust. Scrolling through the and phone. that's lust. Right. And right. that's lust. I think a lot of men can be guilty of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that uh, married men see if they still got it? Because I remember this one episode of Martin where he, like, took his ring off at the gym. And he wanted to see if he still had it. When you in a relationship, you don't have it no more. Wow. Because, like, you, lo- you lose that, like, ferociousness. It takes a little bit of time to, like, get uh-huh. back on that, like, hunt game. Uh-huh. You know, it's That's kinda- what it is. It's a hunt. It's really, like, the thrill of the chase, like, the thrill of new pussy. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I really think that's what it is. Like, yeah. you guys but excited by that. If you're in a relationship with somebody, especially if it's a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. you don't have it no more. You can't go to a bar. But you still look at other women like, ooh. I would, you know. But you wouldn't, you, but you get sea legs. You can't, you can't. What's you, that? Sea legs is like, you forget how to walk. Like, you go to a bar. You forget you, how to talk to a woman. If you're in a relationship with a woman and you go to a bar, you won't know what to say. Wow. Your topic of discussion is not going to be sharp. I never you thought get, of that. Because you haven't been, like, edging your sword. Right. And that's a lot of times where you see people get, like, the revenge bias. So you go get back in the gym and start pumping iron a little bit. It's get like that, a crisis. There you go. Get that, that, that testosterone pumping again. And that's when the mind starts going, okay, we're going back on the hunt. Let's uh-huh. go figure Let's Let's switch gears a little bit. And then you start becoming fly, you know. So does the lust ever go away? Do you think the lust ever, ever, ever goes away? Or I do you just tame no, it? No, I think there's certain people who are real responsible and, and can really sort of live in their higher self and be connected to God and be connected to a higher power uh-huh. and sort of, like, balance it. There are people who are madly in love for right, a long time. Right, that's true. You know, and I think I think don't we don't have, see enough of that, and that's my that's my thing. Like it's the media, not glorified. Yeah, like you said like the, earlier, like, the media has a lot to do with lust and how like they they present these images of you know beautiful women money cars clothes and it's like those things are very lustful right um i think that we should do better as a whole society especially our men because i think men don't take the time with themselves like women do to reflect and like know who they truly are um so lust is more present in them but like i'm sorry but you know but i think i think also too (laughs) It, it can be a little bit about what kind of music we listen to. Yeah, you know, like, so it's, it's like, what we consume. So, mm-hmm. well, so what I'm saying is like, you know, like if we're sitting here talking, someone's like, "What kind of music you listen to?" I'm be like, "Oh, I, I listen to hip hop." You know, I, I listen right. to, to R and B, whatever, which is all like lust oriented. Yes, music. but yes. like if I told you, like, "Oh, I only listen to gospel music. I only listen to church music," mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Hold on, because some preachers. That's, that's kind of hold weird. on, because <laughs> we are on our, We know the preachers are not." Just holy moly. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I know. But there's a lot of people, though, who have control over that lust. And, like, their input is, I listen to Christian music. 
You know, yeah, I don't listen to non-secular music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they keep it where a lot of more, what I'm getting daily, that influence is God and yes, love and yes. being committed and matrimony. And that and plays a huge being part in, in it. But you don't think that that, I mean, a lot of, not saying you personally, but uh-huh. I'm saying a lot of girls don't think that that's cool. But that should be cool. It should be cool in a different kind of way. Yeah. But it should be cool. A like, girl shouldn't frown upon you if you like basketball and Christian music. But she'd be like, well, you like basketball and Christian Yeah, music. that's kind of true. But the thing is, women have been conditioned as well. Women have been conditioned by society to believe that, you know, these other type of images are important, and this is what you should go after, and this is what you should chase. Um, I think that women, that's this is another thing for me, I think women have a, do a terrible job at assessing men, like in understanding what a man, who a man truly is. I think women have a terrible, terrible perception of the man that they're dating. A lot of times, yes, a lot of time, a lot of times women don't really do the research and like analyze the type of man that they're dating and they end up with a lustful man. Right, 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 for sure. So like uh, iconically, like who would you say is like a couple that's like, you know, our age or whatever, uh-huh. that's like a power couple that you think is like, okay, that's an example of a healthy relationship, and like that man is not lusting over people. Who would you say? I honestly think Sierra and like Russell Wilson or like yeah, he's Michelle Christian o- and he's Christian. Yeah, and Michelle and Obama. Okay, like, Chris, another Christian man. It's like, and so you think that in a relationship you have to have God first? Like this is what you have to have. God should be first. But what I'm saying like, is, hallelujah. Like, in our in our on our in our neighborhoods and our blocks, I never hear a girl be like, oh, Russell Wilson, hottest man alive. True. You see what I'm saying? And I think, you And, know, like, no girl's like, oh, Barack Obama, that's the kind of man I want. Like, he's fly. <laughs> but I, I never hear nobody say it, though. It don't, ever, it don't never hit no top, like, GQ top five. It should be, like, you know, Russell Wilson, D, D, Dwayne Wade, and, 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 and Barack and Obama. But that, Dwayne that Wade ain't... had a baby on his wife. Let's not start there. But uh, <laughs> I think you're right about this. I think women should pick better men. Period. Because I think good men do exist. So then are we just, like, are men doing the behavior that they feel that women... And that's what I wanted to ask you. This is why you're here, Robert, okay? I wanted to ask you, like, do you think that women go after these men because they they equate that with masculinity? Like, do you think that men equate status, money, sex, and power with being a man? So I'm just going to speak from, from myself. Okay. I'm a leader. Okay. So I'm I'm down to set a new example and, and hold by it. Like, you know, the whole thing about, like, you reap what you sow. Yes. So, like, I got my own seed, and my seed is, is different. Right. But I'm willing to tend to it. I'm willing to put my seed in the, in the soil and, and give it water and right. nurture it. So what do I do with my time? I, I work out. I educate myself. I read books. Yes. I, I align myself with other strong men. And I think that in certain ways, women are kind of like, put off a little bit sometimes you're like or just surprised mm-hmm. that I'm not trying to do what the rest of the men are doing exactly so you know I don't own all the Jordans like everybody so else. you think lust comes with a certain type of man lust can't come with a man who's real well read a man who works out a man who consumes positive things you think lust comes from men who proceed who consume negative things but what I'm saying is I think that because I'm really trying to be a leader in this yes. that when a woman's shocked then she changes gear Mm. she's like that seed's gonna grow into a redwood right and the more i continue to talk to her and educate her and share with her and let have her change a perspective and talk to her about traveling and talk to her about what her goals are you're adding value are, you're adding value absolutely then it's like oh okay wait a minute i i don't encounter this type of individual that right. often right and 
That a lot of women are intimidated by that, though. If they they're not on they that level, they're intimidated by that. But I just get that from my dad. My dad was that way. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was military, and my dad, I had a great relationship growing up with my dad. I still do. I love so my does dad. lust, does that start at home? Does, does like, the longing for something to fill your void, does that start at home? Um, no, I think it starts at puberty. <laughs> really? <laughs> Straight up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're a young man, like, you know, you go through that puber- puberty age, like, you start seeing women with, like, different eyes. You know, uh-huh. and and you're trying to strategize how to how to how to acquire that, how to hunt for that. You know, interesting. I mean, when I was 15 years old, I was working 60 hours a week. I was with superstars. I was on cousin's Geeter. I did light oh, it yes, up. Yes, right? yes. I'm working right. Yes. So I have like access to all these like beautiful women, mm-hmm. you know, Megan Goods and mm-hmm. Kyla Price and all that. And you know, as a man, you're, you're not you you can't help but try to figure out like. So how would I get that girl? Right. You know. It would. Do you think that's something that's innate, or do you think that's something that you've been brainwashed to do? Like, do you think that's something that's innate as a man? Like, oh, mm. let me get her. Or do you think that's like, okay, this is what society is telling me to do? I think for me, it probably came from my father. Mm. My father's like, you're a man, right? Mm. Go get her. Ah. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Show me you're a man. Go and impress her. Do whatever. You know. Open a door for her. Mm-hmm. Walk on the outside of the street. Mm-hmm. Make her laugh. Oh, girls love to laugh. Girls love to laugh. Make, <laughs> make her laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And you do that, and then that's how you start getting the girl, you right. know? And then figure out a clever way to say, I want to see you again. Let's go out on a date, you know? And so I, it's a hunt. Like, this it's, whole it's a hunt. thing. It's a hunt. I've been bamboozled. This whole thing is a hunt. Like, I just don't even know what to say. Like, men are on the hunt for women, yeah. period. Yeah. Have you ever dated guys outside of, like, Black, uh, the black race? I have not. But I'm not opposed to it. I'm okay. not opposed to it. And w- What about you? W- um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've dated every girl across the board, every, every like, nationality. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't have, I don't discriminate when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, good people, good food, good music, laughter. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out, have a good time, let's laugh, let's get up and dance a little bit, enjoy some music, have a little bit of drink. Is it different at all? Um, I think also w- we all kind of – are attracted to what we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, my dad raised me to be comfortable with a lot. So I don't, I don't see, I see like, you know, a good woman, no matter what you know, nationality mm-hmm. she is, you know, I'm going to try and entertain her and show her a good time and let her know that, you know, I'm, I'm a provider and that, you know, she should, she should fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Period. How do you think that, cause we're winding down a little bit. How do you think that we should handle temptation or handle lust? And, this is a two-part question. How do you think it's lust is different in men than it is in women? I think that um, it's okay to set parameters, you know? So it's like when you're young, let's say when you're like, uh, kids these days are grown. I see you guys out there, y'all grown. <laughs> but, like, let's say you're like 13, 14, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the girl's like, we're only going to kiss. Right. Right? So that's the parameters that are set. And then everyone kind of follows those rules. Right. Okay, okay we're going to kiss, and then that's right, going to be that's it. it. That's it. So I think that, you know, as adults, we have to be a little bit more vocal about what the parameters are going to be. The boundaries. boundaries. We need to express our boundaries. Right, right, right. Yes. And for everyone, that's different. And, you know, sharing those boundaries up front, you can kind of figure out. Robert came to talk today, y'all. Who, who you're messing with and how, how you agree with them. You got a question or what? You, amen. <laughs> a- amen. Amen so, in the back. So imagine this, though. Imagine that a girl was like, we're going to go out on 10 dates. Right. We're going to go on 10 dates before your first kiss. Then 
He's going to wait for that kiss. He's going to wait. This is what I tell women all the time. Like, you set the standard. You set the standard, period. But like, you set the tone. Right, but then the thing about it is you still have to be a man. And you can say, how about this? How about you kiss me now? And then I take you on 10 dates. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> wait. What? Wait, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. I wasn't right, ready for right, that one. Right. Okay. So, you know, I mean, and, you know, I, that's why I think, well, you know, our man has to be an alpha in that way. He has to yeah. be able to assert himself and say, yeah. like, okay. I understand what your parameters are. I'm listening. I feel like men assert themselves a little too much, but go ahead. But like, I'm I'm listening to what you want, right? And what mm-hmm. you want is that you want quality time that we spend together yes. before like this reward. But I'm saying that you know our chemistry and our our magnetism is so strong that, that I, we should I, kiss. I, I see you right now. That's less. I want to connect with you right now and kiss you now, mm-hmm. and then I'll still take you on ten dates. But you can't believe the things that these men say. Okay, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> And I think lust is still more present in men than it is in women. I don't know what it is with y'all. I don't know if y'all are built differently, but I think women are beautiful. I mean, y'all got y'all smell good. <laughs> y'all, smell so good. y'all cannot help yourselves. Y'all cannot help yourselves. And then when a woman's happy, like oh, it's nothing better. It's, it's so it's nothing so good. Better. It's so good. But temptation is a thing that we all should. So let me ask you a question. So you know, we live in a world right now where people can be you know fluid and people date you know same sexes and whatnot. Do you think that a woman approaches a woman mm. differently than a man? Absolutely. And they eat pussy better too. Okay. So I think. That, but that's, that's amen. Okay. Amen to that. So, but is that lust too? It is. Okay. And the, but the, but it's still a different type of lust. It's a different type of lust. I think that women have more self-control over their lust, Robert. I really do. I think the woman that's on the receiving end of getting her pussy eaten is less than even, this is much of the girl that's giving it too though. It's like, this is a fantasy. This is something that I've been like, Dying to try or good, like it's, it's, I think it's even more high because back. it's more taboo. It's more taboo, so you're it more, is. It's you're like more it's excited. More of a thrill. It's a thrill. You're like, we're not supposed to be doing it. You know anything. what, Robert? You make you got me changing my mind, and I don't like that. Okay, all right, I don't like all right. that. I'm so, then, so, so, what do you think with the approaches when a woman's talking to another woman? Do you think that it's the same? I think it's more a, sensual, sensual to be, I think it's more emotional intelligence involved because women have that and men seem to like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, where do you think that emotional intelligence comes from? Just from being a woman, or it's from from understanding emotions. And I think I think men have a hard time understanding um, emotions, especially. Is that men. is understanding emotions? Does a man make you sensitive? Does sensitive make absolutely you absolutely not? Okay. Absolutely not. And and that's what we need to stray away from as well. Like emotions don't make a man sensitive. Can we please stray away from that? Like I'm tired of that. Right. I, I would say that I have a low emotional quotient, like whatever EQ. Really? Yeah, I think I have a really low emotional quotient, and I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> but thank I you think, for being transparent. Yeah, but, but why do you feel like it's low? Because I feel like, like my nature is more like assignment oriented. More like provide, protect. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and just even just like assignment oriented. So like for I think like for guys, especially guys who kind of like grew up with like the sports mentality. It's like your coach is telling you, I ain't got time for you to have emotions right now. You need to go on that field and, you know, hit that ball or wow. run the ball off the field. Or that makes sco- me so sco- sad. Score that basketball, right? So, like, don't. So, are you, like, emotionally unavailable in your relationships? Um, I think that I come more from, like, a tactful side. They're like, I would say yes. I would oh say that goodness. I am emotionally un- unavailable in relationships. You got to work on that. I'm working on it right now. But my question to every woman in, like, my, in my life is, like, where do you want this to go? 
Mm. Let's just get there. Do you feel like you're afraid of being emotional or do you feel like you don't feel comfortable being emotional? Honestly, like, I think, I think, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I think that there's like this emotional journey that people can be on. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. And I think that there's some specificity in my mind, in my heart about, so where's this going? So you want to see longevity before you express your emotions to someone. Yeah, and I want to know what you want. Like, you know, let's say, like, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, they're a dope couple. Yes. You know? I love them. And it's like, so, you know, there's a time when they were, like, you know, didn't have a lot of money, and they were really being active and being of service to people. And like, So you want a woman to hold you down. But what I'm saying is, she, you know, if he asked her, where's this going, you know, where, where are we going? Mm-hmm. She's like, we want to be of service to all. Mm-hmm. We want to be an example to people. We want to be of service. Yes. And so in that assignment of being of service, you watch them rise to power, to notoriety. Like everyone's like, we admire you. You're such a powerful couple. You're acting for other people, not for so yourself. So that's what you want. And they went to Senate and then he became president. She's a first lady. And now they're still of service to the entire public through philanthropy and through mm-hmm. all that stuff. But that's where they're going. Right. Like, I see that as healthy as opposed to. Not sort of like this abstract journey of. You don't think that we just experience certain people? Like everybody's not in our life to be in our life for long seasons or longevity. Some people we just experience. Yeah. And and do you think that's okay to to share your emotions with people that we're just supposed to experience, not people that we're supposed to have in our lives for for longevity? You know what I mean? See, so like, okay, so you know, sort of the classic traditional man Mm -hmm. uh, setup. So when I think of myself, I think of. I'm building a legacy. Right. So, like, right. when I have a woman in my life. You want her to be a part of that. I'm like, I want you to be a part of that, but, like, let's birth a big family. Right. Let's have a lot of children together. Mm-hmm. And let's teach those kids how to be functional members of society, how to have our back, how to love. Right. And whatnot. And then let's make that continue where they have children like that. Right. And they, right. And so, when I think of doing that, it's almost like my brain goes, so don't get confused about being too emotional. Like, focus on that goal that you want, the destination. And that's what I'm working on and challenging. And, you know, I've never really had somebody to talk so Women old. need men who are emotionally available, period. The relationship would not work if the man is not emotionally available. Understanding her emotions, expressing your emotions, saying when something's wrong to you and when it hurts your feelings. Like, I know y'all got feelings. Mm-hmm. I know y'all got feelings. So, like, women need that. And it's like, okay, we need you guys to protect and provide and think of this generational you know, wealth, but, but we also need you guys to be human and to be emotional. Can you do that? But see, the 1950s archetype for a man doesn't really pro- pro- provide that emotional exactly. Yeah, it's like component. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like you know, protect the country. Yes, you know, make money. Put so you a table. 1950s man? And you know, my dad, my dad's 87. My dad was 20 in the 50s. So oh. you see, what I'm saying like my dad had me when he was 50, but. In the 50s, he was 20. So, so you're like a really traditional man. A really traditional man, exactly. Really classic traditional Understandable. man. Understandable. It makes yeah. total sense. It makes yeah. total sense. Yep. Okay. All right. We go uh, close this thing down. Thank you so much, uh, Robert, for having fun. me. You you're so fun. I love the way you talk. Open. I love the way you talk. I just want to say something about temptation really quick. What, what, what was your last thing about temptation? Like, how can we handle that? How can we have control over temptation? Right. I think the just the answer is, you know, you've got to make sure that the inputs in your life are something that's keeping you um, uh, mature yes. and accountable and responsible and whatnot. Uh, you know, your behavior just sort of determines what you're going to start, um, who you're going to become. Yes. You know? And then also just like, you know, working on your emotional 
intelligence. intelligence yes emotional yes. You know, spiritual intelligence and it's very important you got any questions you want to ask me any? all right so first first question for you <laughs> first question what's the longest relationship that you that you've been in five years five years and was that a healthy five years or was it i was toxic it was toxic. I was toxic. You were toxic. Yeah, what? but it was like a high school relationship. Like, does that even count? So, what was that? What, what was toxicity coming from about you specifically? I w- <laughs> well, so, so elaborate on this toxicity. Hold on. So. I just was like mean as hell for no reason. Like, I was just like making him feel like I was making him feel like he wasn't enough. And I had to, I had to reflect on myself. Like, damn, why was I acting like that? Did that come from the household? Did it come from? Like manipulation. It, it came from, look at Ty, because she's loving these questions. Uh, <laughs> it really just came from me not knowing any better, not knowing who I was, not having self-love, too. Like, why am I treating this person like this? He did not deserve that. You know, like, he was a great boyfriend to me, and I was just, like, terrible. Like, cheated in everything. Okay. All right. And the second question is, um, do you believe in divorce? Do I believe in divorce? Yeah, if that shit ain't working, bye. See, <laughs> see, see, see. I'm and, sorry, Robert. And so, my question is this: Is that we're talking about emotional intelligence? Is that sometimes marriages don't work out though? Sometimes marriages just don't work. Because I would say the reason that marriages don't work is because they're not close to God. That's true, but the right? number one reason why marriages don't work is because financial issues. But see, I think that like. Okay, so you're saying that's statistic, that's a financial reason. This is reasons. a great guess today, y'all. No, you're saying that statistically it's financial reasons, but I would say that, like, they talk about in the church that, like, if you're, like, in a covenant, the closer mm-hmm. you get to God, like, love is like a triangle. Yes. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to each other. And I believe that. I put God first in everything I do, and I want a man that does that as well. And I, I think if you don't have God in your relationship, right. I think it's, it's going to crumble. I think I really believe that. So, like, me being a traditional God, uh-huh. like, I feel like I'm marrying God. Yes. Through a woman. Yes. And so that's my commitment forever. So you think that even if the relationship is not working, you guys are having these trials and tribulations, she's cheating, like you think that you can get through all of that? I mean, if you... Sometimes you just have to leave people where they stand. I don't know if I don't know if a vow works that way, to be honest. Mm. You know? I think I think a vow is kind of like saying... Forever. You know, for better, for worse, second and four, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick this thing out because it's my commitment. Well, y'all know if y'all marry Robert, you ain't going nowhere. Okay, You're not going nowhere. <laughs> You're not, not going, going anywhere. Nowhere. I just want to leave you guys with a mental health tip for the day. The mental health tip for the day is. Know when you're operating from your flesh and know when you're operating from your spirit. Those are two different things. One is instant gratification and one is delayed gratification. You guys have to make the choices for you and for the people that you care about. I want to thank Robert so, so much for coming on the Diamond Socials podcast. Uh, Do you have anything coming up? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of things coming up. But before, listen, people are battling with oh, like yeah, what mental, with mental, with mental health and whatnot. This is for stress, anxiety. Hello? Um, if you have, uh, EPM is great for babies. Uh, it helps calm. It's called calm. It's from EPM. Uh, if you're at home or you have your phone, you can go to an EPM product X, EPM products. That's EPM product X.com. Um, and, um, all the healing products there is better science, better medicine. Thank you so much for coming, Robert. Thank you, so much. you guys make sure you check out that EPM. And I want to thank you guys so much again for tuning in to the Diamonds Dosage podcast. I love you. Okay. God bless.